All right, welcome back to From to Arbitration. I know I said I was going to get into some salted peanuts today. Uh, I've got one thing in particular I'm going to talk about, and it's something that somebody sent me last week, and I'm going to cover it extensively here today on how we're going to address it. And it's something that was sent out by Postal Management. And so uh, we'll discuss that at length today. It may get into a few other little tidbits, but mostly just this one thing today. I believe it's something that's coming, and I know that a lot of people have issues already with kind of what this is about, but we're going to talk about it at length today, okay? Uh, one thing I'll give management, and y'all know how I feel about postal management. I think they're reprehensible. Uh, for the most part, you have some that are okay. I think that they're the most dishonest human beings on the face of the earth. Uh, I've dealt with them extensively at every level, and every level they're dishonest. And they're treacherous uh, in a bad way. I think that they will do anything they can to cheat you, to steal from you, to manipulate you. I believe that. And so I have no respect for them except for this. I respect management for this. They will never stop coming after us. They will never stop. And I got to give them kudos for that. <laughs> I do. I have to give them kudos. They will never stop lying. They will never stop cheating. They will never stop deceiving. They will never stop falsifying. I give them kudos for that. They will never stop. And so we have to prepare ourselves for that. And we have to be more vigilant than they are. We are honest people in the union. I've always instructed anybody who I've ever taught, be honest. Above everything else, be honest. Management is the exact opposite. They will tell their people to be dishonest. And I know that for a fact. We had a hearing the other day where management told us afterwards that the advocate was telling them to lie and they refused to do so. Uh, so I know that's how they train their own, is to tell them to lie, to deceive, to manipulate. Uh, we will never be that way. And that's the reason we are more successful than they are, is because we're not low-down, sorry-ass bastards like they are. But i give them this. They are persistent in their treachery, they are persistent in that, and they will not stop. So therefore, we have to continue to educate ourselves to beat them in every way possible. And so that's what we're going to do on this podcast. Anything that pops up, I'm going to discuss it. So if it helps one person, if it helps one person, then we've been successful, okay? Um, and I'm just going to get right on into it. What we're, what we're going to deal with... And if you go back, JB did an episode, it's episode 52, and that thing, and I said it at the time, and I say it again, probably the best episode that's been on From Aid Arbitration is JB's episode 52, uh, the most informative and instructive episode that we have out there is episode 52, and it talks about Dois and Pet and all these things. All of this stuff here is going to help you with what I'm talking about here today. And it will help you day to day with the things that are coming down from management now. If episode 52, I'm averaging about 4,500 downloads an episode. Episode 52 should have 10,000. <laughs> it should have 20,000. We should listen to that one and listen to it again and again and again and again until we have every step forward down by memory. Every, of the, every one of those arbitrations that are on there, we should be using those in our templates. Uh, every one of the things that he talks about in episode 52 are more relevant today than they were back then. 
So episode 52, listen to it, listen to it, listen to it. If you're a new steward and you're just now starting to listen to From Eight Arbitration, listen to episode 52 first. It's the most relevant one that we have going today. It's the most important episode that I have up. Now, I always feel like my discipline ones are the most important because it deals with, our obviously, our livelihood. But what's going on in the workroom floor today? Episode 52 is the most critical. So go back and listen to that one. Memorize it. Memorize the step fours that are in it. And we're going to talk about some of those here today, okay? Episode 52, JB did it, and it was fantastic. All right, I'm going to read this thing to you, and this is what I was talking about. Somebody sent me. And then we're going to talk about it. Now, when I talk about how deceiving and manipulative and treacherous and low down uh, management is, this is the perfect example of that, okay? And this will lead, what I'm going to read to you will lead to more abuse of my people, more bullying of my people than anything else. Uh, this is what's going to happen uh, from this that they just sent out. And it says, USPS-LR-RM2011-3 backslash 2. Information regarding the city delivery pivoting opportunity model. CDPOM. City delivery pivoting opportunity model. CDPOM. Okay. USPS-LR-RM2011-3 backslash 2 is a category 6 Library reference that presents information requested by the commission. Don't know what commission they're talking about. In order number 964 regarding the city delivery pivoting opportunity model, CDPOM. In addition to the discussion below, this library reference contains a PowerPoint presentation used for CDPOM training. Overview of CDPOM. City carry routes are designed to use approximately eight hours of labor daily. However, on any given day, a particular route may require more or less than eight hours of work. For example, a route may require more than eight hours due to an unexpected increase in workload on a particular day. Instead of paying overtime to cover the increased workload, the Postal Service tries to assign part of the route's workload to another carrier whose route requires less than eight hours of work on that day. This daily managing is commonly referred to as pivoting. Unstaffed routes are a regular occurrence due to carrier leave. The Postal Service has found that it is often more efficient to use pivoting to cover an unstaffed route rather than using a replacement carrier. Note that carriers that are pivoted to cover an unstaffed route may either, one, have less than eight hours of work on their route, or two, earn overtime for pivoting to the unstaffed route. Identifying undertime and efficiently making use of pivoting can be a complex task. It is important to assign the appropriate portions of overburdened or unstaffed routes so that the workload is leveled thus utilizing the least amount of hours and the fewest disruptions to the delivery unit's remaining routes. To assist management in pivoting, the Postal Service has developed CDPOM. CDPOM is designed to allow management to quickly recognize which carriers have undertime. 
and to effectively assign them to workload on another routes. CDPOM is a scheduling tool. Okay? CDPOM is a scheduling tool. It does not collect nor require collection of any additional postal service data. Rather, it uses existing data sources to assist delivery management in making daily plans to level workload within their units. In other words, CDPOM provides a mechanized method to pivot carriers to sections of other routes. CDPOM also tracks the performance of delivery units in utilizing pivoting opportunities. CDPOM uses historical productivity assumptions from the Delivery Operations Information System, DOAS. Okay, you hear me? CDPOM uses historical productivity assumptions from the Delivery Operations Information System, DOAS. These assumptions include, one, credit for case letters and flats. Two, current DPS performance. Three, based fixed office time. So they're recognizing fixed office time for these hour office times, right? They're recognizing at least on this here. Based fixed office time. Four, based street efficiency index. And five, Credit for new deliveries. Each route in DOAS uses those assumptions to calculate the projected work hours based on the current day's volume. In short, CDPOM is a tool designed to help management minimize carrier labor cost by identifying available carrier resources due to unexpected lower daily volume for use on other routes. CDPOM is a web program that accesses a database and graphically displays the information. CDPOM does not have a traditional user manual. However, this library reference includes a PowerPoint presentation that is used for online and in-person training. It should be viewed in, it should be viewed in PowerPoint slideshow mode. So, what they're saying is that they're going to determine your undertime based off of DOAS. That's what they're saying. So in the morning when you come in and they say, hey, your route is showing undertime. And a lot of people on social media are getting their asses chapped about undertime, undertime, undertime. Listen, you are the one who determines if your route has undertime or not. You do. Uh, our reporting requirements haven't changed. Any new policy... <laughs> It does not affect our reporting requirements. What I see happening with this is, and I'll talk about some step fours here in a minute that are going to help you, and also the pet project or the pet uh, manual that's it's also on episode 52. You're going to have management using pet to determine undertime, and that I'm, I believe that wholeheartedly based off of what I just read. This DOAS, they're basing it off of DOAS. They can't do that, and they know that. We'll talk about that in a second. You're going to have carriers turning in 3996s that are going to be denied based on this CDPOM. Because what they saw early in the morning is that you have undertime. And then you're going to go up and you're going to request overtime. And they're going to deny that based off of this. 
So this is going to cause a, a lot more bullying, a lot more harassment, a lot more toxic working environment. But the people who design this do not care because they will not be on the floor having to deal with it. This was probably designed by ops. Who's the most worthless individuals in the postal service is ops. They spend all day trying to screw us over. They, they do not abide by the contract. They don't recognize the national agreement. They do things for the sole purpose of hours, times, saving hours. And so this is what we end up with are things like this, things that we'll be grieving a lot. So they're going to tell management, use this. This is the criteria that we're going to use. It's based off of DOAS. Management on the local level are going to come into these workroom floors and they're going to start telling you every day that you have undertime based off of what DOAS has told them. DOAS and PET, to me, are hand in hand, even though they're a little different. And so they'll be using PET. You've got undertime based off of PET. Uh, you've got undertime based off of DOAS. So they're going to be telling you your leave time should be this based off of this new CDPOM. Okay. So if they are doing that, if they come up to you and they say, you have an hour under time today, I'm going to ask them, where are you getting that from? Anybody on social media, if they're telling y'all, management continues to tell us we have under time, you know, I don't feel like I do. Ask them, where are they getting those numbers from? Where are you getting that I have under time? And they're going to say, based off your volume based off your packages. And you're going to say, I don't see it. And so therefore I'm going to have eight hours or I'm going to need to turn into 3996 because I have uh, so many parcels over base. And then we're going to get in an argument because of this CDPOM. But anytime management comes around and states to you, you have undertime, ask them, where are you getting that from? What are you looking at to determine I have undertime? Because I just walked in the door. Okay? Make sure we challenge management when they say that we have undertime because I am the only one that determines if I have undertime. It's my route. I know my route. I know volumes. Okay? So I'm going to run over a couple of uh, step fours for you, and then I'm going to read something else for you. It may touch on a few other things, and then we'll be done with it, okay? The first one, and, and all of these are on episode 52, okay? Every single one of these. But these are ones that you're going to need to write down and you're going to use to deal with this new CDPOM because this is going to come to everybody, I imagine. Everybody's fixing to run into this, all right? M829. M829. Again, if you go to episode 52, all of this is on there already. But like I said, that's the most relevant episode I've got up to date dealing with what we're fixing to deal with with this CDPOM. Okay. M829. M829. Dear Mr. Johnson, on several occasions, the most recent being March 20th of 1986, we met to discuss the above caption case, the fourth step of the contractual grievance procedure set forth in the 1981 National Agreement. The question raised in this grievance is whether management may discipline a letter care for expansion of street time and or authorized overtime using data obtained by management during a one-day inspection of the carrier's route. That's what we're fixing to start dealing with with this, 
this new memo that they just came out with, when they talk about historical data, when they talk about looking back, we're going to use 829 because it states this again. The question raised in this grievance is whether management may discipline a letter carrier for expansion of street time and or authorized overtime using data obtained by management during a one-day inspection of the carrier's route. These things are going to be critical when we're dealing with these this new CDPOM, okay? Because when they come up to you and they say, hey, you're showing undertime. Well, why do you say that? What were the criteria that they just talked about? CDPOM uses historical productivity assumptions from the Delivery Operations Information System, DOAS. These assumptions include credit for case letters and flats, current DPS performance, based fixed office time, base street efficiency index, and credit for new deliveries. Each route in DOAS uses those assumptions to calculate the projected work hours based on the current day's volume. So they're saying that every day is the same. If you have mail back two months ago and it's the same as today, then it should be the same. These, this M829 is going to help you, right? If they're saying, hey, you had, you know, you got four feet of mail today. You had four feet of mail three Tuesdays ago and you took seven and a half hours. So today you're going to do seven and a half hours. That's what this thing is telling you. Well, M829 will help you. The question raised in this grievance is whether management may discipline a letter care for expansion of street time and or authorized overtime using data obtained by management during a one-day inspection of the carrier's route. All right, so you're going to use that. Get that one, 829. Here's another one. It's M1444. M1444. Dear Mr. Sombrado, on several occasions we met in pre-arbitration discussions regarding the above-referenced grievances. The issue in these grievances is whether or not the Peace Counting Peace Count Recording System, PCRS, projected off a street time post or the Delivery Operations Information System, DOAS, violate the national agreement. Now, everything that management talks about in the CDPOM is just addressed right here. When these, these things, the Peace Count Recording System, the projected office street time post, projected office street time, they were talking about that in that, right? Or the Delivery Operations Information System, DOAS, violate the national agreement. After reviewing this matter, we mutually agreed to settle these grievances as follows. Daily peace counts, PCRS, recorded in accordance with the above reference systems, post or DOAS, will not constitute the sole basis for discipline. However, daily counts recorded in accordance with these procedures may be used by the parties in conjunction with other management records and procedures to support or refute any performance-related discipline. This does not change the principle that pursuant to section 242-332 of the M39, no care shall be disciplined for failure to meet standards except in cases of unsatisfactory effort, which must be based on documented, unacceptable conduct that led to the carrier's failure to meet office standards. Furthermore, the pre-arbitration settlement stated there, dated October 22, 1985, provides that there is no set pace at which a carrier must walk and no street standard for walking. That's going to be critical for the one that we're dealing with in this CDPOM. Okay? We have no street standard. So when it states that these assumptions include credit for case letters and flats, 
current DPS performance, base fixed office time, base street efficiency index, base street efficiency index. We have no street standard, okay? We have no street standard. If, if they watch me for three months in a row and I finish my route at exactly six hours and 30 minutes, I still cannot be held to that because I have no street standard. They want to say past performance or demonstrated performance. We have no street standard, okay? As long as I'm moving, that's all I'm required to do. So M1444, that's going to be critical in defeating the CDPOM, okay? And last one of these, M1769, dear Mr. Orlando, recently our representatives met in pre-arbitration discussions of the above reference grievance. The issue in this grievance is whether the office efficiency tool used to project office and street time in the greater Indiana district violates the national agreement. After reviewing this matter, we mutually agreed to settle this grievance as follows. The subject office efficiency tool is a management tool for estimating a carrier's daily workload. The office efficiency tool used in the greater Indiana district, any similar tool projection system will not be used as the sole determinant for the establishing office or street time projections. Accordingly, the resulting projections will not constitute the sole basis for corrective action. This agreement does not change the principle that pursuant to section 242.332 of Handbook M39, no carrier shall be disciplined for failure to meet standards except in cases of unsatisfactory effort, which must be based on documented unacceptable conduct that led to the carrier's failure to meet office standards. Furthermore, as stated in the agreement for the case there, there is no set pace at which a carrier must walk and no street standard for walking. Projections are not the sole determinant of a carrier's leaving or return time or daily workload. Okay, so this right here will defeat management's new CDPOM. I'll read it again. Projections are not the sole determinant of a carrier's leaving or return time or daily workload. The use of any management-created system or tool that calculates a workload projection does not change the letter carrier's reporting requirements outlined in Section 131.4 of Handbook M41. The supervisor's scheduling responsibilities outlined in Section 122 of Handbook M39 or the letter carrier's and supervisor's responsibilities contained in Section 28 of Handbook M41. Okay, I'm going to read this CDPM in part again. To assist management in pivoting, the Postal Service has developed CDPOM. CDPOM is designed to allow management to quickly recognize which carriers have undertime and to effectively assign them to workload on other routes. CDPOM is a scheduling tool. All right, I emphasized that earlier, right? CD, CDPOM is a scheduling tool. It does not collect nor require collection of any additional postal service data. Rather, it uses existing data sources to assist delivery management in making daily plans to level workload within their units. In other words, CDPOM provides a mechanized method to pivot carriers to sectors of other routes. CDPOM also tracks the performance of delivery units in utilizing pivoting opportunities. 
CDPOM uses historical productivity assumptions from the Delivery Operations Information System, DOAS. These assumptions include, one, credit for case letters and flats, two, current DPS performance, three, based fixed office time, four, based street efficiency index, and five, credit for new deliveries. Each route in DOAS uses those assumptions to calculate the projected work hours based on the current day's volume. I'm going to read this again on M1769. Projections are not the sole determinant of a carrier's leaving or return time or daily workload. I'll go back to the CDPOM. Each route in DOAS uses those assumptions to calculate the projected work hours based on the current day's volume. I'll go back to 1769. Projections are not the sole determinant of a carrier's leaving or return time or daily workload. The use of any management-created system or tool that calculates a workload projection does not change the letter carrier's reporting requirements outlined in Section 131.4 of the Handbook M41, the supervisor's scheduling responsibilities outlined in Section 122 of Handbook M39, or the letter carrier's and supervisor's responsibilities contained in Section 28 of Handbook M41. Get 1769, M1769, get that one and have it available. Shop stewards, we're fixing to get busy as hell with this because management is going to start, it. the, the workroom floor is fixing to get crazy with this undertime bullshit. Management is going to come around now with this CDPOM based off of DOAS and I'm sure PET and they're going to start handing out undertime like candy, Okay. We have got to educate our city letter carriers on what to do. If management is saying that you have undertime, that does not negate your requirements on the M41 when it talks about recording requirements. Those things are still in full effect. This is another tool, just like PET, just like DOAS, just like all these other tools that management comes up with, that ends up harassing and bullying the city letter carriers on making the numbers. This is nothing different, but we already have things in place to defeat it. Those M documents that I just read to you. Again, please get on episode 52 and listen to that. Shop stewards across the country, listen to it, listen to it, listen to it until you have memorized it. And that way, when management comes up to you, you can say, hey, M1769 forbids you from doing that. And it says specifically this based off of what you're doing. It says specifically this, based off of the CDPOM that you're talking about. Memorize it, okay? Be a stud on the workroom floor when it comes to this because we are fixing to get bullied like never before based on a new tool that management is coming out with, okay? I'm going to read one more thing, and it's based off of the PET uh, instructional memo that came out. And it's also on episode 52. If you get on from aidarbitration.com, go to from aidarbitration.com, find episode 52. All of these step fours will be on there and you can download them and copy them right there. Arbitration cases dealing with it will be down. You can find them and download them right there. This pet thing that I'm fixing to read to you, the entire pamphlet 
is on episode 52. You can find it there. Download it. Educate yourself. Get yourself ready. When management starts coming around with this undertime bullshit, it's what, this is what it's based off of, this CDPOM. And let's stop it in its tracks. They're going to come out with this new memo, this new document that they're getting to some commission. We're going to stop it in its tracks. All right. I'm going to read this little bit off of the, the pet memo that's in the, um, on the formatearbitration.com. And it was done by somebody up at National. And it's got a great uh, grievance starter for you. And uh, it can be used for this CDPOM. It talks about contentions. Just as important as it is to establish the documented facts of the grievance, it is equally important to correlate those facts to the violation of the cited contractual provisions. The following is a list of some appropriate union contentions as they relate to the documented facts listed above. One. The union contends management violated M1769, which I just read to you, when supervisor blank informed city letter carrier blank, his or her request for 30 minutes for auxiliary assistance was denied because the pet projects he, she will be back in eight hours. That's no different than what this thing here says. They're saying all of these things correlated together. All these things put together shows that you have undertime. They're telling you, on this thing here, and I'm going to have Jeremy put this CDPOM up. They're telling you, these are the things that we use to determine if you have undertime. And it's based off of DOAS. They're telling you that. This is, great, this is a great contention right here. Where it says, I'll read it again. The unit contents management violated M1769 when supervisor so-and-so informs letter carrier so-and-so, his or her request for 30 minutes of auxiliary assistance was denied because the pet projects he, she will be back in eight hours. There's, it's no different than what we just read from that CDPOM. The union contends, as evidenced in letter carrier so-and-so statement, no other reason was given by management to deny the grievance request other than the pet projection. And here they may not say pet, they're going to have to say something. Doe us something because the CDPM is telling them that's what we're basing it off of. Thus, management failed to take into consideration any other reasons put forth by the grievant. That's very good for you. Two, the unit contents management violated M1769 when letter carrier so-and-so was issued a letter of warning for failing to complete his or her assignment in eight hours and therefore failing to meet the expectation determined by pet projections. CDPOM, you might as well just replace that with PET. Okay? CDPOM, you might as well just place, replace PET with that in this contention here. When they say failing to meet the expectations determined by PET projections. The union contends the letter of warning does not provide any additional reasons beyond the projection provided by PET for the discipline. The union also contends management did not meet the just cause principles outlined in Article 16 of the National Agreement, specifically Article 16.1. Is the rule a reasonable rule prior to issuing the discipline since the pet projection system does not consider any fixed office time when determining projections and each letter carrier assignment has a specific amount of fixed office time associated with it to complete necessary office functions Management is knowingly disciplining an employee for failure to maintain a projected time not based on reasonable data. 
That's hand in hand with what I just read you, this CDPOM. Three, the union contends management violated Article 41.3G of the National Agreement when they refused to provide letter care so-and-so with 30 minutes of auxiliary assistance, which was properly requested on a PS Form 3996 because PET projected he, she should return in eight hours. Change PET with CDPOM. That's all we're going to do. Just exchange those two things. It's going to be the same thing that we're dealing with here. Everything that this pet is talking about, you're fixing to see with this new memo, this new CDPOM. All right? We're going to have to get ahead of this. Uh, somebody sent me this from somewhere else. It's coming everywhere. I promise you. Th they will always do this. They're going to start poking and prodding and trying to implement things somewhere. Just like this hour office time. Now it's, it, it's rampant because we failed miserably as a national union to handle this. Uh, we failed miserably. Now somebody sent me something saying that they have told them they have 50 minutes of office time and they will continue to go down because we have failed to educate every single member on the workroom floor on this hour office time. Management is gloating about it in their AVP's memos talking about these things that we have are astounded at the results of the hour office time, how we have pimp slapped the union with this hour office time, and they've done nothing about it. Uh, we failed miserably in the hour office time, and some areas are, are still feeling the repercussions of that today because we did not get ahead of that like we should have. Now they're telling people, 50 minutes of office time. You need to be out of the hour, out of the office in 50 minutes. So if I've got 43 minutes of fixed office time, that gives me seven minutes to stick my mail. Seven minutes. And there will be those stations that will do it because we have failed leadership in that region. We have failed leadership in that branch. We have failed leadership on that workroom floor as far as the shop stewards concerned, and they are bludgeoning us with these things. Like I said, I give them props for this. They will never stop coming. They will never stop attacking us on the workroom floor because some of these places, we are too easy. We are too easy, man. We will lay down and rub our soft white underbelly in front of them and let them have their way with us. We are too damn easy. And when you have that, you have memos like this that come out and tell them we're going to start getting undertime based off of DOAS. And, and mark my words, some regions will not tell you a thing about it. They will not get you ready for it. Even though I'm telling you here today, it's coming. You will have regions that will tuck their tail and run from management because they're scared as shit to stand up for you. It pisses me the fuck off every time I think about it, this hour office time, how they did us like that, how they're gloating about it, how they're patting themselves on the back for, for putting their foot in our asses and we did nothing about it. That's just not my character. It's not my character. I want to fight these sorry low-down motherfuckers every fucking step of the way. I want to fight them. 
and grieve him into submission, like I stated before. I want to grieve management into submission. I don't even want them coming out on the workroom floor and me not handing them a fucking grievance for something. But in some of these areas, in some of these regions, you're getting run over. You're getting run over because your leadership won't do it. I don't understand it. But anyway, I got sidetracked there. Sorry. Let's get back to this. Uh, it, it pisses me off, though, that we have we have such piss poor leadership. I don't get it. I'll never get it. But alas, that's where we're at. Okay, it goes on. And this is back to that pet memo that you can get off of uh, episode 52. Facts. The following is a list of facts that could be used in a grievance. The list isn't meant to be exhaustive as each situation is unique based on the circumstances. Following each fact is a starter list of what is needed to document the violation. One, Interpretive Step Settlement 1769, which I read to you, specifically states, Projections are not the sole determinant of Carrie's leaving or return time or daily workload and is violated when the supervisor informs the letter carrier that the PET projection is absolute. Exchange the PET with, with CDPOM or DOAS. That's all you got to do. But I'll read that again. Is not the sole determinant of a carrier's leaving or return time if they're telling you in the morning before you've even got on the workroom floor hardly that you have undertime based off of CDPOM or DOAS, that is a violation of 1769. It is not the sole determinant of my of leaving a return time, okay? Documentation. Carrier statements to include statements from others who may have heard the conversation between the letter carrier and supervisor. Pet projections, and you'll get the DOS projections. Base route information report. Employee everything report. So it's telling you new stewards, get this, it's telling you new stewards what you're going to need to request, Okay. Very good stuff. Two, Interpretive Step Settlement 1769 specifically states, the resulting projections will not constitute the sole basis for corrective action and is violated when a letter carrier is disciplined based on a failure to meet pet office or street projections. Put in CDPOM or DOAS right there. Because there will be those that get disciplined based off of the CDPOM. This has given them an opportunity to bully us and harass us, as all this has done. This new CDPOM has given them the green light to abuse us. And you will have those places in this country that the care is fixing to get bludgeoned based off of the CDPOM where they're telling you they're basing it solely off of DOAS. Okay? Stewards, get yourselves ready. Again, go listen to episode 52. Get yourselves ready for this fight that's coming. Your leaders are not going to do that. Your business agents are not going to do that. We will do that here, though. And I may spend several weeks on this again. It's that important because I, I can see what's coming based off of this. I can tell you what's coming based off of this bullshit here. Going back to the discipline. Documentation. Copy the notice of discipline. PDI notes, grievance statements to include statements from others who may have heard the conversation between the letter carrier and supervisor, PS Form 3996, pet projection, employee everything report. Three, Article 413G reads, 
The employer will advise a carrier who has properly submitted a carrier auxiliary control form 3996 of the disposition of the request promptly after review of the circumstances at the time and is violated when the supervisor denies a carrier's request for auxiliary assistance based on pet projections. Interchange CDPOM and DOAS for that. Okay, because it's coming, I'm telling you. Documentation, carrier statements to include statements from others who may have heard the conversation between the letter carrier and supervisor. Pet projections, you'll do anything that says pet, just do the CDPM or, or DOAS, okay? Base route information report, employee everything report, PS form 3996, weather report, if applicable. Four, Section 122.33 of Handbook M39, Management of Delivery Services, is violated when the supervisor refuses to provide a PS Form 3996 based on PET projections. It reads in relevant part, 122.33. The employee, upon request, will be provided a Form 3996, Carry Auxiliary Control, after the supervisor has been verbally informed as to the reason for the request. The employee shall not be denied the form and, upon request, a duplicate of the completed form will be provided the employee. Documentation. Carrier statements to include statements from others who may have heard the conversation between the letter carrier and supervisor. So, shop, shop stewards, if management is denying a carrier a 3996, saying that they're showing that you have undertime, and you go up there and you say, hey, I'm going to need about 30 minutes of overtime and they're denying a 3996 based off of this cdpom which is based off of data from dois we'll grieve that okay again we're going to grieve everything that they do based off the cdpom and we'll see how quickly we can get this thing shut down all right so if they're denying you a 3996 saying that based off of this they're showing you have undertime and you say I'm showing that I have overtime and they deny that it is a grievance. File the grievance. Okay. Like we always say, file the fucking grievance. File the fucking grievance on these motherfuckers. Okay. Grieve these motherfuckers into submission and you can. Do not let them get away with this shit like most of us let them get away with it at our office time. Do not let them get away with this shit. Five, section 115.4 of the handbook M39, Management and Delivery Services, is violated when a supervisor's behavior, when discussing the daily workload, becomes disrespectful to the letter carrier. The relevant language reads, 115.4, M maintain mutual respect atmosphere. The national agreement sets out the basic rules and rights governing management and employees in their dealings with each other. But it is the frontline manager who controls management's attempt to maintain an atmosphere between employer and employee, which assures mutual respect for each other's rights and responsibilities. Educate yourself on 115.4 of the M39 handbook. Educate yourself on that because this is going to be rampant with this new CDPOM. It's fixing to be rampant how they're fixing to bully us based off of we're not going to give them the Sunday time that they're projecting based off of this DOAS. Okay? Make sure you're ready, shop stewards. Make sure you're ready with all of this information. Again, please, get on from arbitration.com. Go to episode 52. Everything you're going to need for this CDPOM is on that episode that JB did. 
It's the most relevant one we have going today is that episode 52. Everything you will need is right there. Print it off and have it ready. Go on and make you a template to some degree. You can fill it in different things later. But go on and get you a template made. Have these things on there. That way you can quick fire these motherfuckers on them when they start this bullshit. When they start harassing carriers for refusing to give them that undertime that they do not have, but management says that we do have based on this CDPOM, make sure we stay on top of this unlike we did with the hour office time where National let us down on that. Documentation for 115.4. Carrier statements to include statements from others who may have heard the conversation between the letter carrier and supervisor should be descriptive of the particular behaviors. Make sure that your statements are, are not that they got loud with each other. That's not going to help us at all. They got loud with each other. Make sure that your statements are descriptive. What was said? What was the demeanor of the supervisor? What was the demeanor of the carrier? Was the carrier back in his case? The supervisor followed him into the case and was yelling at him, hey, this right here is telling you that you got undertime. You will not. Do, if, is that going on? Then that needs to be stated in a carrier's written statement. Be very detailed. That way, if it goes to arbitration, you can come into arbitration and be detailed. I have carriers all the time say, well, were they loud? Yeah. Well, then tell me how it was. And they'll start talking, was that how loud it was? No, it was louder. Well, then tell the, show the arbitrator here how it sounded. That's all you do. And they'll be yelling in arbitration. Was it that loud? That's exactly how it was. Okay. That's how you want a witness to be in arbitration. If they're screaming at me, show the arbitrator how, uh, how loud they were. Be very descriptive in your statements, okay? And that'll help us in arbitration. Six, section 122.21C of Handbook M39, Management of Delivery Services, is violated when management establishes a leaving schedule without taking into account necessary office time such as fixed office time. The relevant contract language states, 122.21, establishing leaving schedule. C, necessary office time. Time required to case this mail withdraw, tray, or strap out mail, obtain parcel post, and complete other required office duties. And that's going on everywhere anyway with this hour office time. And now 50 minutes of office time. Uh, so all those things will be helpful with that. But there you have it. The CDPOM, it's here. It's fixing to, to I know this is fixing to be nationwide. It's fixing to go rampant. We're going to beat it before it even gets started. Okay. So if they come in with this undertime bullshit, now you know. Now you know where it's coming from, okay? You know how they're coming about the undertime. It's based off of DOAS. It's right there. You can put it in your contentions. I'm going to have Jeremy put this up for you, this CDPOM. Print it off. Go to episode 52. Listen to it until you're sick of listening to it, until you can repeat it verbatim when you turn it off. That's how educated we need to be on these, this new CDPOM that they come out with, okay? Get ahead of these things, man. Protect your letter carriers. Protect them. Management will never stop coming after us. They will never stop, okay? They hate us. They hate us. And they hate us. 
We are public enemy number one to them, and all we do is come to work and want to work and go home. And they have people in offices like ops that all they do all day long is think of ways to fuck us over. Okay? We have to be like that as a union. We have to have that same passion as a union as they do against us. We need to have that same passion against them, if not more so. We will be more educated than them. Ops is sending this down. Ops is full of fucking idiots. And so they will send these things down, knowing that it's violative of these M4, of these step fours, knowing it's a violation of the contract, but they will send these down because they don't have to answer to them, knowing that you got dumbass supervisors and managers that are fixing to bully the shit out of us based on this. They don't give a shit. They don't care. They will do it anyway. We have to be vigilant, and we will be, okay? I may spend another episode on this. I don't know. But we're going to be ready for it. We're going to be ready for it, all right? Well, that's it for today. That's 52 minutes. It's a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. But next week, uh, I may have uh, that arbitration the, the, where management was falsifying clock rings. Uh, it's a very long closing. Uh, but I'll talk about it, and we may do that next week. If not, we'll get back into salted peanuts. Probably going to have about three or four episodes of just salted peanuts because there's a lot that's going on out there, and uh, we'll talk about it, okay? If you have filed an OSHA complaint based off of HIP, if you filed an OSHA complaint based off of HIP, you can send it to me, please. I, I want you to send it to me. Um, I'll keep it anonymous. They won't know where it came from, but I have some people that have reached out to me that are on our side and they would like to see them. Okay. Again, I'll keep you anonymous, but I need any OSHA citation that you have called in based off of hip. If you can send it to me, I'd appreciate it. Send it to any email you have of me. All right. And I need it. I need it. Uh, Cause I'm still fighting these motherfuckers over hip. I'm not letting them off the fucking hook. I'm not letting them off the hook. I've got newspapers calling me that are in asses. And so I had one reach out this week. Um, so if you have some, please send them to me. And I will keep you anonymous. I promise you. They won't know who it came from. It'll come from me. All right? And uh, Because I'm not going to let them off the hook for what they did to, to Mr. Gates and to y'all by falsifying this hip training. Okay? Uh, I'll read something to you next week that somebody sent me, the uh, manager, uh, they answered Congress. There was a congressional thing, and they answered them full of lies. I'll read that to you next week. It'll piss you off real good, all right? So anyway, <clears throat> from aidarbitration.com, uh, we did have a total that we're going to send over to Hawaii, and uh, Jeremy has that total. I do not, but we do have a total that was sent. And I'll tell you that next week. It was a good total because we don't make much off of these shirts. Very little do we make off of these shirts. But it was still a pretty good sum that we sent over there. Uh, I'll tell you that figure next week. Get your shirts. Get you some shirts. If you want them or not, get your shirts. All that's going to go to MDA from here on out. We just felt like we needed to do that for our brothers and sisters in Hawaii uh, that were devastated. Okay. From aidarbitration.com, get on there. And look up this episode. You'll find that CDPOM on there. That will help you in your contentions. All these step fours I just read. Episode 52. Get on it. 
Get on it. Listen to it. Okay. It should triple by this week, episode 52. It's going to help you anyway. Well, what's going on on the workroom floor? Uh, Discord. If you get on from adarbitration.com, he'll have the links to Discord and Reddit. Get on both of those things, man. Very bright individuals are on Discord and Reddit. Very bright individuals are on there that answer a lot of questions. A lot of questions you may have, they will answer. Very smart individuals on Discord and Reddit. All hours of the night. I got up to pee the other night, like two in the morning. I think I told y'all that. And and just let me look at Discord. They're up there on Discord already talking. I'm like, good God, they never go to sleep. But uh, great conversations going on on there, okay? So get on Discord, get on Reddit, and join that community of brothers and sisters that love talking shop, all right? Uh, y'all have a fantastic rest of the week. Sorry it was just one thing today, but I felt it was very important to get ahead of that. And I may do it again next week. I don't know. We're going to be educated on the CDPOM about how they're fixing to listen to me. They're fixing to bully us on this. Okay. Shopsters, get yourself prepared. Get yourself ready. All right. That should help you. Episode 52 will really help you. I gave you the Cliff Notes versions. JB does a master class on the DOAS pet and all these things. Episode 52. All right. Y'all have a fantastic rest of the week. I love each and every one of you. Man, we're going to educate ourselves. It's always fun to educate. Uh, we're going to have a fun time doing it. And fun time kicking management's ass in the grievance procedure. It's always fun. A lot of people sending me resolutions that y'all are getting, that y'all are winning. Y'all are ecstatic. First time stewards winning grievances based off of things that we were able to talk about and educate that were ecstatic. I love that stuff, man. It, it, it brightens my week. It truly does. I love knowing that you've educated yourself and you're fighting these sorry, low-down, cheating bastards step for step. All right? We're going to keep doing that. I love each and every one of you. Have a fantastic week, and I'll talk to you next Sunday. All right?